0: Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at the com. That's theconfessionals at the Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way, works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member. There you can get access to all the member shows of the past, present, and future. All the ad-free listening Tuesday shows will be ad-free for members and you get access to all the overtime content right there. On the website and the Castos app. Thank you very much for those who are members. We greatly appreciate you. And if you're interested in becoming a member, go to the slash join. Also, if you want to go ahead and check out Prepare with the that's Prepare with the There you can get yourself emergency supply food and survival gear that will last you up to 25 years. The food will. It is a great site for people who like going out hiking. Camping, survival gear while you're out there, plus survival food for in your pantry, in your basement, on the road, everywhere you go, you can have the survival food with you. And that is right there at preparewiththeconfessionals.com. All right, friends. Now, listen, we have a great, 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 great show planned for you today. We have Hunter coming on. He is a fellow Tennessean and he contacted us because he had a dog man encounter, but this is not your normal, usual dog man encounter, which is what really got me up for it because he started out having this dogman encounter within a dream. This is a dream that I have high suspicions of if it's even actually a dream or him accessing another world, another realm. But the fact is, he had this quote-unquote dream, woke up with scratches on his back and handprints on his shoulder, and then not too long after, he's strolling through the woods with his 11-year-old son, and he actually comes across this very creature he thought he dreamt about. This dog-man creature was in the woods, right there in front of him with his boy standing next to him. He details the whole experience. We have a really good conversation. I know you guys are going to like this, so let's get to it right now. All right, today we got Hunter on the show. Hunter, what's going on, man?
2: Not much. How about you, Tony?
0: Hey, man, I just found out we're both Tennesseans. Love that. I love that. That's makes right. you, Amen. That makes you a okay in my book. That makes you great in my book. So, uh, I'm telling you, man, like, listen, I love Tennessee. I consider myself a, a, a thoroughbred, even though I've only been here for eight months. <laughs> 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 you can bury me in my we'll, backyard. We'll I'm not you. going anywhere.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll take you. We'll take you. Man.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate it because I, I, I need it and stuff. So, uh, listen, man, you contacted us and, uh, this, this email you sent was just like, okay, we got to talk to this guy. Uh, Lindsay told me about you, okay? So, that, like, Lindsay is the first line of attack. You, like, in the future, if, if anybody listening right now actually wants to start putting this into practice, you don't have to, you can say team or whatever, but in the future, you could say, hi, Lindsay. I'm so and so, and here's my experience. Cause that's that's who's getting it. She handles the emails and stuff, and then she talks to me about them and, and things like that. It's the way it works. So uh Lindsay gets this email, and uh I get home and she just is like, we need to talk. <laughs> 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 and, and so I was like, All right, let's get them on. And uh, and so your your story is interesting because it's not just dogman, it's not just a dogman encounter, it's not just one dogman encounter as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it is um it is, it, it, it's a very multi layered encounter that starts with the dream state. Uh, in, the, in the words of the great notorious B.I.G., it was all a dream. And so <laughs> <laughs> it, it all started there. And uh, I, I think I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on it, but I want to hear your story first. So uh, if we want to start there or wherever you feel like the best place to start is. But uh, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you start detailing this experience. In fact, actually, let me ask you this before you even get into that. Had you ever heard of Dogman? What were your thoughts on those, t- those topics before you had this experience?
2: So I had never heard of Dogman um, up until this year. I had... Uh, so basically, I, I started working for a, a company uh, before I opened my own business and... Uh, I befriended this guy. He's he's a great guy. He's actually a, a pastor. Um, uh, at a at a church part time. Uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he kind of explained to me that the dream that I had sounded like Dog Man, and I was like, that that's crazy. Like, Dog Man, what are you talking about? And um, he's like, yeah, dude, people see a a wolf like running around in the woods on two legs, and I'm like, no way, like that's not real. Like that's, that's like movie stuff, you know? And so, you know, I'd heard of Bigfoot. I'd heard of, you know, people seeing encrypted UFOs, that sort of thing, but never heard of dog, man. And, uh, pretty much just dive right into it. Um, uh, back at the beginning of the year, um, sorry, man, I'm nervous. This is, uh, That's,
0: that's fine. That's fine. This is
2: my first time going through this with anybody. Let me um, tell,
0: let me tell you something before we go any further. Okay. What what you just did there, saying "Sorry, man, I'm nervous," is the exact thing that Kyle did on episode 335. I know you heard that episode, "Dog versus Dog Man." It, it's it's yeah. what he did uh, several times on the recording, and I, I I chopped it up and edited a lot of that out. But um, the fact is. Uh, uh, this has happened several times with people who have come across these things is they are incredibly nervous about talking about it. And for different yeah. reasons, some people believe that they're summoning them. So uh, I'm not sure if that's, that's what you think, but it, it's just one of those things where this is a topic. People are very nervous about talking.
2: Yeah, I, I am. I mean, ever since he told me about, about dog man, and I started looking into it, um, you know, you get into the whole Skinwalker thing and, You know, like Native Americans are really touchy about that. Like, they don't even want you saying that word. So I don't really know how I feel about it yet. I don't know enough about the subject. Um, But I'm just really nervous about it because it sounds so freaking insane. Like, it just sounds so out there and crazy. Like, to even feel like I'm having this conversation is just nuts to me. But, you know, I'm 33 years old and, like, my whole life you're told like, you know, this is just stuff in movies. This is like, I, this is just like made up stuff, you know? So it's just crazy to think, Hey, yeah, I've lived my whole life thinking something. And then what I see in a dream and then I see later in life, like, it's just, I don't know. It's mind blowing. Like my heart's racing, just talking about it. But so, uh, at the beginning of the year, um, I started having these, these dreams. Like, I don't really know how to explain it other than when I'm in these dreams, it's like more real than real life. Um, it's like, uh, I can smell things. I can feel things. Like I feel the wind blowing. I feel, I, it's like, it's, just as real, if not more real than me sitting here right now, and so I, I'm having this dream that I'm in my front yard with my wife and kids, and they're playing, and I look over uh, across the street, and there's a like a big, big hedge, a big bush, and there's this like gigantic black thing standing behind the bush it's in the middle of the day and I remember thinking I'm seeing things and I look back over at my wife and kids they, they don't see anything they're just kind of hanging out my wife sitting on the front steps and I look back over at this thing and he's not looking at me like, he's looking at my wife and kids because I'm standing probably 50 feet over uh towards the street from them, we have a creek that runs through our front yard, and I was over looking down in that creek with my son and he had walked back over to where they were, and he's like paying me no attention whatsoever and I sit there, I watch him for a minute, I look back at my wife and kids, I yell at them, I'm like, "Get in the house." in the house and my wife's like why what, what's going on and she's like what's going like why, why are you freaking out and i'm like do you not see the freaking giant wolf over there across the road like a hundred yards away and she's like no and i'm like man I, I guess i'm seeing things i thought i was going crazy like this is how real this this dream was and when I, after I yelled at them, it turns its attention to me for just a split second. It looks back at them. I look at them. I'm like, get in the house. I look back at it. It's gone. And I'm like, where'd it go? You know, um, and about, uh, two or three seconds later, uh, I look over, it's in like the the tree line and it looks like a freaking blur. It's moving so fast and it's running around me towards my wife and kids. I don't know what to do. They're my wife and kids. I run at it to kind of meet it in between. And this thing like grabs me by the right shoulder and it was a hand. It wasn't like a, like a dog's paw like this was a hand and throws me to the ground like pushes me down into the ground it felt like and like scratches me like like claws at my back and then boom i'm sitting up in my bed and i'm like what just happened and uh, a little bit later that day it was a weekend day. It was, I think, it was a Saturday, and uh, I get up, I start getting ready, and I go in the bathroom, and I'm taking my my clothes. I took my shirt off, and I'm standing in the bathroom. I'm fixing to, you know, kind of shave whatever before I get in the shower, and uh, my wife comes in, and she goes, "What happened to your back? It's bleeding." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, like your back literally has scratches on it." And I turn to look in the mirror, and there are scratches on my back where this thing scratched me in my dream. And I'm like, "Dude, like this is like way beyond my comprehension." Like, I don't know if I need to talk to a therapist. I don't know. So, and also, I, I sent you pictures. Um. I had a handprint on my shoulder. It it wasn't, I don't know. I can't really, I, I that's what I'm assuming it was because it looked like three or four finger marks on my shoulder, like bruises. Um, so I, I don't know. And I didn't know how to, to file that. I talked with my wife about it and she's like, um, I don't know. Like that's, That sounds crazy. Like I you know, and I didn't really want to go to like a doctor or a counselor and and talk to them and they'd be like, "Uh, we need to put you on medication, like that's nuts, you know, like you're going crazy. So I just kinda like put it in the back of my mind for a while and uh and set on it and it like it it it's like really bothered me for a long time. So fast forward um, a couple months and me and my son like to go in the woods behind the house. And uh, we got about, we don't, Um, there's, it's, it's my, my brother-in-law's grandmother. She, she's still living. She's in her mid nineties. She has like 800, a thousand acres. So we like to go back in there and we got trail cameras and stuff, and we'll have to go back in there and check for deer, and, uh, you know, just chill in the woods. I grew up hunting, fishing, you know, been in the woods my whole life, and, uh, so I wanted to pass that down to my son, so, you know, I take him in the woods, and the only kind of hunt we really do anymore is deer hunting, and, uh, dove hunting, but, We're in the woods, and there's a big open field. Um, It's about a 50-acre field that they just use for hay and stuff. And then there's a a wooded area that's probably, golly, a couple hundred acres. It's just woods that's right off that field, kind of to the the southwest. And we have a, have a a tree stand back there and uh a couple of uh, cameras right there so we go back in there we're going to check uh going to check them and uh we never got any pictures of anything other than deer rabbits squirrels the occasional like fox or skunk or something you know like I've never been scared in the woods in my entire life and I think uh, it was probably, I don't know, 4 o'clock, 4.30 uh, when we decided to go do this. So, we go back in there and we got our flashlights. I always carry a pistol with me just in case, you know, because in springtime you got snakes and whatever. Uh, We have copperheads, a few rattlesnakes. but I didn't have a rifle or anything. Um, you know, it wasn't hunting season. And, um, so we're, we're back in there and there's like a, a little holler where we had the tree stand set up. And you yeah, what sounds like, like whispering, like, um, I don't know. It, it's kind of, kind of hard to, to explain. It sounded like gibberish or like another language or something. I, I don't really know, but it sounded like gibberish but whispering. But it sounded like at first it was coming from behind us and then in front of us, and then it kinda sounded like it was like all around us. And I turned to look at him and he's like, Do you hear that? And I'm like, Yeah. And I'm like, What is that? And he's like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, I, I, you know your 11-year-old son's with you, so you got to, like, think of something. So I'm like, I guess it's the wind making some weird noises through the woods. I don't know. And, uh, a couple minutes later, we hear what sounds like like branches breaking or, uh, not branches, but sticks, like old dead sticks on the ground breaking. Uh, so I just assume there's probably a deer or you know, Something behind us. We turn and look. There's nothing there. And so I'm just like, you know, maybe, maybe it's just way off back there. it sound like it was closer. And huh, this is this is the insane part. Um, we step over a log, and this log's been there forever we just go kind of chill there sometimes because it's right by the tree stand we step over the log we sit down there we take a break for a minute and about a minute or two later we hear the branches breaking again or like uh leaves rustling a few branches breaking we just hear some noise kind of down the hill a little bit to our left Uh, probably like our our 10 o'clock. And I tell him, I'm like, just be quiet. We'll see what it is. And I start seeing something black. And it's right at dark by now. So we both have our flashlights. I'm like, on the count of three, we're going to cut our lights on. We're going to shine over there and see what it is. Because it's like, you know, even when you're in, in the woods, it seems darker than when you're out in an, in an open area. So I am like, you know, on the count of three, we're going to shine our lights over there, see what it is. And we count, I've counted three. We both get our flashlights up, shine over there. And this freaking thing... It's like two uh, like uh orangish, reddish colored balls raise up and we put our lights on it and the only thing I can tell you is 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 a werewolf. This thing huh. It was a. Uh, it was just a black wolf standing up on two legs, and it made like the most terrible noise I've ever heard. Like this, this thing, dude, it, it felt evil. Like I don't know it. It felt like, uh, oh man. I don't know. It's just like as soon as we saw it, I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. Like my heart jumped in my throat, and my stomach went the opposite way. And it was like, because I, you know, I got my son with me, and I'm like, "What do, what do we do?" So he, I'm, I'm just like in shock. And what's crazy is he's 11 years old. He's like pushing me going dad 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 we get we need to go and i turn and i look at him when i finally like collect my thoughts enough to look at him and i go don't run because the only thing i've ever heard about predators is you don't you don't run away from them you don't turn your back on them you don't run away so i might you know don't run don't turn your back let's at least get out of the woods before we try to get away from this thing. So we start backing up and with like the first step we took, like the only thing I can compare it to, I've, I sent you an email and I, I said, I think I said it sounded like what I would imagine a dinosaur sounded like, but, but since I sent that email, I've heard something that sounds really similar. is a crocodile. It, It was like a, golly, this like really deep, like from your gut route. Like, so we take another step and it, it sinks down. I don't know if it went to all fours. We couldn't really tell because we were, we were downhill or we were uphill from it. It was downhill. And I'm like, okay, just start backing up and we're going to back our way all the way out to the to the clearing which was probably 75 yards um yeah maybe seven, 65 75 yards so we didn't really have a long way to go so we start backing up backing up backing up and this thing is tail. Not not like pacing us, but every time we back up, it comes towards us. And by the time we get to the edge of the woods, I can hear it. It's running. And I turn as soon as we get to the to the edge of the clearing, to this open field, I'm like, run. Just just go. Don't look back, just go. So When I hear it running, when we take off running, I hear it running. I turn, I just take my pistol, fire some shots in this general direction. I don't know if I hit it. I have no idea. We take off running. And I don't know how, like by the grace of God, I guess, we make it back to the house. And we sit there and we are looking at each other and we're like, what what is that? My son's like, was that just a wolf? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I, there's nothing else that could have been. And he's like, I didn't think we had wolves in Tennessee. And I'm like, we don't. And I'm like, I, yeah. What do you tell your 11 year old kid? You know, I mean. Um. Anyway, we get in the house. We're telling my wife what's going on. And she's like looking at me and she's like, didn't you have a dream? Wasn't that what was in your dream? And it's like like it it just hit me like, yeah. Like the minute I saw it, like that was it. And ever since I've been thinking about that, like, how does that connect? How does how does what I saw in my dream? And what came at me in my dream? How is that now in the woods? Like, how does that come to life? Like, what? like that? It's like a what do they call it? A talpa? Like where you bring a thought to life? Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And if you would have told me this before I saw what I saw, I'd have been like, "No, nah, man. Like you, you're you know, you're crazy. There's no way." um i mean that's that's basically what i I haven't i haven't seen it since um i mean i haven't been back in the woods since either but like i haven't deer hunted at all this year i haven't done anything like i i know that's like people people can call me what they want to but when you see something like that in in the woods like that's that's life-changing like that's that's earth-shattering dude like it's like I was telling you before we started, like, when, when you see something that's not supposed to be real, and it's right in front of you, <laughs> like, you're in shock. And, like, something you're told your whole life isn't real, and then you're sitting there freaking looking at it. Like, I, it just changes. It's changed my whole perception of, like, life and reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to, uh, and moving forward, it's going to, uh, as you continue to think about this stuff. And I can just tell you from experience on that side of things, um, I've never encountered a dog man like you have. Uh, but the mere, the the sheer fact of me doing what I do for the last six years, it, my, my thought processes have changed so much the way I view the world, the way I view reality. Um, and with you, with this experience, um, I I'm sitting here listening, and my heart and my gut are just like squeezed, because um, I can't imagine what you felt like being there with your kid. I mean, it, it's like I go out. So you saw Expedition Dog Man. We went out hunting for the Dog Man. I, going into that situation, know that the odds are stacked against me or if it was that easy to find a dog, man, everybody would be finding them. So I, I, I knew that there was a good chance I was going to get home. I was still scared doing it at certain points. I can't imagine actually seeing something like that and not just seeing it, but having your 11-year-old there. Um, you mentioned about how it was almost like when you fir- when you guys first saw it it almost like mesmerized you hypnotized you almost like you were just like stuck uh your in your son snapped you out of it do you think subconsciously your wife mentioned about you having that dream and everything starts clicking but in your in your head do you feel like your brain was reeling like there's something here like there's something that i like there are like almost like i know this but I don't know it. what's going on. Like, like almost like there's, there's like a glitch because you had that dream and you're just like, whoa, wait, what? Hold on a second. You know what I mean? Like I, because your son who's 11 years old is the one that kind of snapped you out of it for you guys to make your exit. Uh, And, and, and you would think it would be almost like the, the, the opposite way around. Um, Right. Do you think that consciously, subconsciously there was an effect there because of the dream?
2: I hadn't really thought about that, but I mean, it, yeah uh, it, I, it does make sense because when i <clears throat> when when i first saw it it's like my eyes are, are lying to me like that, that's kind of how i look back at it now it's like like i saw it but it's like am i really seeing what i'm seeing and then it just it took me so it, it felt like i stood there uh, it felt like I stood there for like two or three minutes, but in all reality, it may have been fifteen seconds, but like it it felt like like I just couldn't take my eyes off of it because it it like that's not supposed to be real and like it it, it was it is weird it's like I was trying to place it because i, I like after I got back, and my wife said that. I'm like, man, that—that's where I've seen that before. Like, I was trying to to think the whole time before. Like, I, have I seen this like in a movie? Like, I kept thinking I've seen this exact same thing in a movie, or like a—I I don't know, like a TV show or something. Like, I knew like, God, this thing is so familiar, but I couldn't place it. But as soon as she said that, like, it took me back to the moment when I was in that dream, and it like clicked. So I'm, I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it, but like I do, it's like you say that you think it would be opposite. Like my son would be sitting there like mesmerized by it. And I would be like, come on, dude, we got to go. But it was, it was, it was the opposite. And he's like "Dad, that I could hear him saying that, but I couldn't take my eyes off of it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I would say, uh, in all honesty, if it wanted to get you, it would have got you both. Uh, yeah, I agree. And there, there's, and that, that for me, like, I'm glad you're here to tell the story. Right. But there, there's an uncomfortable part of acknowledging that because it means that it can do whatever it wants and there's nothing you can do about it whenever. Uh, right. and I would say that on that note, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, Navigate this conversation the best I can because there's information that um, that you and I are going to talk about at some point, and I just don't know if it's going to be on the recording or not for this. Uh, right. But what, I'll, what I guess what we'll do is I'll start telling talking to you about this. Uh, first of all, let me ask you this: uh, the, you mentioned about the red orange balls was that the was that the eyes?
2: It had to have been. I mean, because it was like they they weren't they weren't more than a foot apart. Like I can't like, I'm going to say we were, I don't know, 50 yards from it, but they, they couldn't have been more than a foot apart. They were, they're identical, same shape, same color. And they rose simultaneously. And then I put the light over there and it's like, they turn a different color. It's almost like when I hit it with light, it went to eye shine like a deer when you hit it with light, you know? So, Ahead of it had to been. That's
0: interesting, because uh, the way I'm looking, at, so ha- let me ask you this: How do you view this experience? Then, uh, when you look back at this whole thing, and you know what you saw, you know what you saw in your dream. What? How do you define this? Do you define what you saw as uh, a monster of the woods? Uh, have you had a chance to even try to define it? I mean, you said that it happened in the beginning of this year. We're recording this in December of 2022. So this isn't even a year old for you. Uh, I, I don't know if you even had enough time to really define the, the experience in your mind. What do you think it was? Essentially is what
2: I'm trying to say. If I wouldn't have had that dream, I would. I would honestly say that what I saw was just an animal, but I, I think since I had that dream, and what I saw was the same thing. I don't know, man. It's got to be something more to it. I don't know if it's like a spiritual thing. I don't know if it's uh, demonic. I don't know. But I'm telling you, like I just got the feeling of evil. So like it's hard for me to say that an animal running around the woods is evil. You know what I mean? So I, I really feel like it was something more.
0: Than just an animal yeah a lot of people who have these encounters with uh dog man they say the very same thing it felt evil you know uh yeah and it's understandable it's understandable and 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 there's part of it where you you do want to rationalize things and you start thinking okay well I mean, if werewolves are real, we, wh- how do we subconsciously, when we have these encounters first identify, and rationalize it, we're like, werewolf, where do we know werewolves from evil things on movies. And so th- I think, I think that, that feeling that you get when you watch a movie about werewolves is it, it, it's very, it, I mean, it's very logical to say that that feeling would come in person when you have an experience with a werewolf, uh, yeah. You have no I- way of identifying it other than that, especially if, you don't, if you're not a dogman hunter, you don't listen to the Confessionals podcast, Like you don't know what a dogman is. You would say it's a werewolf. Uh, right. and, and so I think the cultural uh, definition and the way culture ha- will shape your view on these things will impact how you feel about it in the moment. But um, at the same time, there's something more to these things. And it's not just these things. I don't want to, um, how do I say this? We often want to look at these topics, uh, as categories, Bigfoot's a category, Dogman's a category, Loch Ness Monster's a category, Mothman's a category. Uh, and as time goes on, we are, I think at least I am, and I know my listening audience is. Uh, getting more and more understanding and comfortable with saying, uh, the lines get blurred and I'm not comfortable saying that, uh, you know, dog man is this, but Bigfoot isn't. Um, First of all, let's get it straight. I have never seen these things, so I can't tell you what they are. I can't be a definitive, uh, all knowing answer on these things. Uh, But I have talked to a lot of people and, and, and understand through people's experiences. Um what you're describing uh, in this... And, and the reason why... I'm, just for the audience to understand the, where I'm going with this me talking here is you... And I'm not sure if you said it on the recording in the beginning, but I know you mentioned several times since we've been talking that you're looking for answers. And that's why I'm kind of talking to you this way. Um, and that's why I just said I, I, I can't be a definitive answer on anything. But um, there is... There is another realm. So you mentioned about how in the email, I don't think you said on, on the show here, but you, uh, you're a deacon at your church. So uh, you, you're a religious person. And, um, and as a religious person, in, um, as a Christian in America, uh, it's a hit and miss as to how people comprehend the spiritual realm, uh, unfortunately. But um, there is a very real working realm that, uh, exists beyond what we can taste, feel, and see. And that realm, uh, might be multi-layered and very complicated. And especially in the Christian circles, that's a hard pill to swallow for people because people just want to believe that in the other realm, it's either heaven or hell. God exists. The angels, the happy little angels exist. And we just float around on clouds and be all happy and stuff. That's just what the other realm is. Nothing else. The reality is there's a very real operating realm of good and evil happening right around us. The Bible talks about it. And, um, and there are creatures that exist in that realm. And I'm very, very much convinced. I'm not saying I'm, I'm factually, like I, this is the, the truth. But I personally am very, very convinced that those evil entities that exist in those realms know how to access this realm in the physical, not just, hey, um, uh, th- this, this demon appeared in this misty form, but very tangible, physical, hey, I'm here. I could eat while I'm here. I could poop on your front lawn while I'm here, but I also can go back to where I came from. That's a trip. And what I just said, a lot of people I've, I lost, especially people who are new to the topic, like, what the, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I already know I'm crazy sucker. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the way I'm looking at your situation, man, I think think some people would want to look at your situation as it was a prophetic dream, right? Uh, That you had a dream that you were going to have an encounter and you did. Uh, From the way I feel, not what I know, but what I feel about this other realm is that Actually, no, let me rewind it. What I know is that this other realm that operates around us does access us through our dreams. We've seen that in the Bible. And I say the Bible a lot just because of your
2: spiritual background, but also the people listening. Um, and I can tell you that um, I think there's a possibility
0: that what you quote-unquote dreamt that night um, came to visit you in this reality. Uh, and that is not a comforting thing at all. Uh, but you said you're looking for answers, and I'm not going to give you answers, but I can give you my opinions. And from what I do know, from other things that I'm, t- I'm working on, what, you, what you're calling a dream is not what you're thinking is a dream. So I think dreams are just dreams at times, right? Like it, like I, I think that for sure we have dreams, but I think that there, there are times where people identify something as a dream, that the dream state was the 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 doorway, the portal to accessing a very, very real world. And I think that's what you were talking about when you described how real these dreams are uh, I I think that and and the reason why I say this is because I've talked to a lot of people within the last year or so that are going through similar things as you. Um, and it's really changing my perspectives on the quote unquote dream state. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell you that I know of somebody who, um, And and so here's the thing. So uh, this this dog man thing, it's multi-layered. It's not just one thing. It can look like, oh, that's a dog man, but where did it come from? Because I think they come from very many different spots and places. And I think they originate how they become dog man. I do think that there are people that have these abilities through occultic rituals, but also very supernatural means. And I will just say this. And this is really crazy. It's never been on the show before. Um, but what I've been dealing with and da- dabbling with, uh, the last year or so with this, this, I don't know how long, how much you've listened to the show, but I, I'm working on another podcast. It's going to really change a lot of people's perspectives on things, the storyline I'm working on. Um, but I know of a guy who at one time in his life, I don't think he can anymore. Uh, at one time in his life, he could shapeshift into a dog man, what he called a werewolf, and he was very well known amongst these types of circles and there he's not the only one. There huh. is a guy I talked to uh earlier this year in another state that I, I actually sat down and talked with him face to face and he talked about how he, he had a girlfriend that he dated and she was one of these werewolves and yeah. she wasn't the only one. She, there, was, there was a group of them and there was warring fac- fractions and there was a group of, we'll just call werewolves that were from Tennessee and lower Kentucky that were coming to their state and there, it was like this like underworld type-esque fighting amongst the, these werewolves, territorial type stuff. Yeah. That's that story. But then the guy, so like one of, one of these groups came from a very specific location in, in another state. A, 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 very, a It's a town. It was named to me, a very specific town that this guy was telling me, he's like, this gang of these werewolves were warring with this group over here. Shift to this other storyline I'm working on the guy that i was that I'm, I'm referencing that at least one time could do this he was so well known that this other guy talked about him in his story to me where he this guy he found out that there was this group these groups fighting amongst each other and it actually spilled over into uh, a real problem where like it, it was public it happened in the public it wasn't like happening in darkness of night and so he yeah. stepped in and he took care of it. And, um, and so like uh, what I'm trying to say is, this is very real. There's very many different aspects. But the guy that I'm referencing, he was able to access other realms. And in those realms, Lycan, werewolves, dogman are very real and are active. And I think that if he was able to go to those other realms, not just through sleep state, but instantaneously as well. So if he was able to do it through his, his sleep state, but also do it instantaneously, he had the ability to do these things. And I, I'm, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, I have the ability to back up a lot of this stuff. So
2: After what I saw, nothing sounds crazy, dude.
0: R- right. So, so I'm, going, I'm going all the way back to this. I think that if he could do that, then why wouldn't the lichen that exists in that realm be able to do it to come to our realm? And Because yeah. cause he could. And going to the other story of those warring groups of werewolves, dogmen, whatever you want to call them, he was spe- the guy telling me this story specifically referenced Tennessee. So we know that these things exist in Tennessee. They happen. And he was talking about how these are people who are transforming. But I do believe that there are hybrids that are created by government. I think the government knows these these. This, this happens I think the government, uh, their, their, their very high advanced uh, science is a combination of alchemy and science, you, know, where they're, they're actually doing a, a, some dark magic- type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I say all that to, say, to tell you, um, and, and I, I don't know that probably came out really messy, but um, I get this vibe that what you encountered in Tennessee might have followed you from what you call a dream because the way you say you woke up sitting up in bed and then you had the marks on your back, which I have pictures of, I'm looking at right now. Uh, It seems like almost like there was unfinished business. And so I just dumped all that on you. What say you,
2: (laughs) I I just, I I agree. I totally 100% agree. And I, I get this, this feeling, man, this is what really bothers me is it's not over. Like I just, I have this feeling in my gut, like this, this is not, this is not over. I feel like it's just starting. And I don't know why. I I, Well, let me backtrack. I, I feel like it's just starting because I, like I have these dreams and like, that's not the first dream I've had where it's, it's more real than real life. Like it's happened before. Like nothing where I've ever seen a freaking werewolf, but I mean um I, I've I've had dreams before of with like my granddad who, who was like my dad who died in like two thousand seven where I'm there talking to him, he hugs me, I can feel it. Dude, it's it's uh it's just as real as sitting here. So I mean like I just get this feeling like this is not over with, and that that's like uh, it keeps me up really late sometimes. Like I'm, I'm not like I've never gotten depressed over it or anything. I don't think, but because I'm a generally happy person and like I trust God, you know. I know he's got he's got uh, he's got it under control, and. I've listened to other stories and when they say, you know, when they're encountering something like this, they, they just rely on Jesus. They, they use the name of Jesus. So next time it happens, that's what I'm going to try. I mean, you know, it can't hurt.
0: More than likely, I say this with almost hundred percent certainty that in any situation you find yourself in with these things, the name of Jesus is the only thing that's going to save you. Because unless you have the right size gun, which most of the time you're not carrying, it ain't going to yeah. do nothing. I talked to a guy who killed these things. So like, like really? yeah, not on the show. It hasn't been on the show. It was on uh, Josh Turner's show, uh, Paranormal Portal. I don't know what episode. Uh, but I, I met this guy face-to-face in, in here in Paris, Tennessee uh, at a conference. And he told me this story. And then he went on, on uh, Josh's show and talked about it. Uh, but he was driving his truck one night, tracked a trailer driver. And this thing came up alongside of his truck and he blew its head off. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's much more detailed than that, but I'm just giving you the cliff notes. Um, but you can kill these things. But I also believe that these things come from many different sources. So some of them are created. Some of them might come from another realm that are more metaphysical. Uh, Josh yeah. Turner talks about how he believes that these things are metaphysical. And the longer they're in this realm, the more physical they become. So if you, so sometimes people talk about having an encounter with these things and uh, it seemed very metaphysical, not very physical but he, from what I understand, I won't put words in Josh's mouth, but from what I understand it, he, uh, he believes that the longer they're here, the more physical they're going to become. Um, huh. along those lines, I will tell you that there's a video that I believe personally is very, very real of a dog man. And, uh, it, it, it's, it's somewhere buried on my Instagram. <laughs> I'll try to find it and post it in the show notes for this episode, but, uh, it was a guy in Florida and he had taken pictures of a dog man and posted it on his Facebook page. I, I still have yet to see those pictures. I don't know where they're at. Um, but what he did do was when he posted and people were commenting, he went live on Facebook. So he's on Facebook live and he's filming where he saw this thing. Maybe he didn't take pictures. Maybe he made a Facebook post about it or something. And that's more than like, more likely the scenario. Um, and while he's live on Facebook, about three minutes into this 30, 45-minute video, you see a very large, upright walking dog that you can see through, it's, it's metaphysical, run <laughs> extremely fast underneath a streetlight. And he freaks out. And he's like, there it is. And, and he spends the rest of the video inside his house, reading comments off the Facebook Live of people who saw it with him live on Facebook. And talking about what they all saw together. So this is something that wasn't pre-recorded and produced. It was done live in person. And not to knock the guy, I don't know him stuff. But when you when you see uh, his demeanor and stuff, he doesn't strike me as somebody who's gonna who's gonna uh, create this grand master plan, technologically master plan, and then dumb it down and make himself seem like somebody who couldn't pull something like that off. You know, like like I just don't think that's the case. Um, Now along those lines. I will transition into my own personal experience. And I've probably talked about this on the show before, but I don't know if you've ever heard it. So I, I, I do believe it is, um, it, it's, it's it's, very much relatable to this topic. Uh, I, I always say I've, I've never had an encounter with Dogman. I've never had an encounter with Bigfoot. And I haven't. I haven't been out in the woods and saw this creature barreling down at me like Kyle or like you. Uh, but when I went to Kentucky and filmed for Expedition Dogman. We all went back home and we we geared up with the editing and all that stuff. And the week leading up to Expedition Dogman release on March 25th, 2022, we, we, we initially dropped it on YouTube. Uh, it's no longer available on YouTube. It's in the show notes right now. It's on Amazon. Um, but we were talking about this launch and Everything in my house was dog man. Everything. Me and my wife talking about it, having meetings in the studio. Cause I, like, this is the first time I ever put out a film. Like, we went down there and I thought this was gonna be an action vlog for YouTube. Like, it was just like, hey guys, here we are walking around the woods. I had no idea the caliber of guys I had with me, you know? And so it turned into this whole film thing and it turned into a very serious, tri- a serious effort into putting out a production. So we're talking about it all the time that week. Uh, we got some pictures from ward from a game trail cam that was interesting. And we're like, Oh, what is that? It's a weird looking dog. That's for sure. Um, and me and my wife go upstairs. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we left the studio getting ready to go to bed. We're in the kitchen, probably having a snack and I'm sitting in the middle of the floor in the kitchen. She's leaning against the counter. We don't have any dogs. We have one cat. She's declawed and my, and that's important uh, the entire downstairs of that old house in Pennsylvania was hardwood floor. And once you got to the carpet, it was at the stairs going upstairs and all upstairs was carpet. So the only place, the only surface in the house that had hardwood floor was downstairs. And we're sitting there, we're standing there talking. Not long, the cat's sitting right in front of me. She's sitting there. I know where she's at. She's not moving. And we heard something bipedal walking and it's nails clacking on the floor. And it was big because my wife, I looked at my wife and I said, Did you hear that? And she said, I didn't just hear it, I felt it. And I was like, Oh, good, me too. Like you could literally feel the weight pushing down the floor, like you could feel the vibration of it. It was very physical, but not totally physical. It was metaphysical. And it's like, uh, Did we summon it? by giving it so much attention you know i don't know i i think that th- this is a very complex topic and i think that uh the more we look into it the more complex it's going to be and it's going to get uh i think that what you're experiencing is the bridge between the metaphysical the the other realm and this realm i think that I almost not that you are the bridge, but you're kind of the bridge. You've been to both, and you have you've brought physical evidence of the other realm here, in the sense of the pictures. Which, if you're okay with, I'll post with this episode. Um, yeah, sure. But uh, you have the the scratches on your back. Uh, you have those prints on your shoulder, like something grabbed you by the shoulder and pushed down extremely hard, where it bruised you. Uh, yeah, and that's something that happened in your quote-unquote dream, and was brought back here in this reality. So how is yeah. that possible unless somehow you were somewhere else? Maybe yeah, you're, that's my and, and, and maybe your body was here, but part of your body wasn't here. Yeah. Something, something about maybe the inner, the, the inner us, the inner you, goes somewhere else, to another realm where it's very physical, it's very real. That's why you keep saying it, it, it was, it, it felt more real than here because it is. Yeah. And then you brought the physical uh, things that happened to you back here, and it's hard to comp- contemplate because it's hard to understand because I don't understand it. All I know is you're not the first person I talk to that have had these experiences, and it's becoming more and more frequent.
2: See, that that's what gets me is like I've done. I'm the kind of person I get like something on my mind, I wear it out. Like I have that real, I guess it's the ADHD like we were talking about. Like I just I get something on my mind until I figure it out. I I I wear it out and trying to figure it out. So I've been doing research into even into like dreams and stuff like that in dream states. So I have this condition where my heart rate is super slow. So the only thing I've been able to piece together out of this whole situation is I wear an Apple watch all night just to keep up with my heart rate. Well, I wear it all the time, um, but I, I wear it especially at night because my heart rate gets so low. And the only thing I can piece together in this from reading research and other people's experiences is my heart rate gets down in the 30s, sometimes the, the low 30s in the, at night. And from what I understand, your brain will kind of begin to shut down, and it releases a certain chemical, which is the same chemical that releases when you're in REM sleep or when you die. So I don't know if that's what's happening. Like for sure, I've never done a sleep study. I have no idea. But what? What if that's a gateway? What if that's a I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm throwing out all, all possibility or I'm not throwing out any possibilities until, you know, I can patrol sure rule them out. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. That, and I'm so glad you said that because this has given me new things to think about and to ask other people as well. Um, because I mean, if you think about it, uh, when you, when you hear somebody's story, and I don't know if you've ever heard stories like this, cause I, like I said, I really don't know how much of my show you've listened to, but I've talked to people who have died and come back to life. And they describe what they saw and how real it felt and and the understandings that they came back with. It was like, it it, it is another realm. It is another form of existence that they experienced and then came back to this world, this experience, this this existence. And the common denominator is they died, which is what happens, obviously. Your heart stops. Your heart drops. Well, what if through people like you and your experiences, what if that's a common denominator where... People's heart rates are dropping so low that it allows them to access that other realm without dying, and they go in through that into that realm uh, in the in, in a not so safe and organized way that opens them yeah. up to experiences of things in these other realms that are very real, but without the proper uh, organized fashion of entering that realm, it could be very dangerous. I have heard of people dying in these realms, and when they really? die in those realms die here
2: yeah. And, yeah
0: and and the way i know and the way i know that people are i know people are th- saying well how do you know if they died people <laughs> people, people who people who are, are are accessing these realms this is something that's done together with other people other people do it together and one comes back the other doesn't and so uh it, it, it's it's very it's very complicated and i'm still trying to understand it all you know uh and yeah. and, I, and like i said i'm i'm working on a whole other podcast is not going to be called the confessional. It's going to be called something totally different. It's based off of this stuff. Like it's based off this stuff. Um, okay. And, 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 and the, the snag on that whole thing is the central character of that story that launched my whole thing here. The, the, the focal person. I don't think he's the only person, but the focal person that brought this all to my attention that somebody else told me about that person yeah. now knows who I am has listened to my show and is contemplating sitting down and talking to me face to face. If that happens, I can't produce another podcast till till I know that person is either willing to talk to me or not. You know, either way his story is going to be told, but does he want to tell a story or does he want me to tell a story because if I'd rather him tell the story, but yeah, if if not I'm going to have to tell a story. But until I know for sure, because I don't want to put it out and be like, all right, I'll tell my story. Like, no, 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 no. You should have told me that before I put it out. Like, you know? Um, yeah. But but, um, but yeah, it, it, this, is, this is crazy. It, I know. It's, and this is why you were saying, like, I, I don't know how to talk. Like, this is crazy town. I understand it. Yeah. Like, it, it, this is crazy town. Like, listen, I, well, I've, been do- I've been doing this show for six years, right? And people see how the show's grown. You know, people in my not not the listeners, obviously the listeners, but the people in my 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 life back home and stuff where I'm from, uh, the people who I grew up with, who laughed and thought I was crazy for doing a Bigfoot show, you know, like like <laughs> they're, they're thinking is like, what what Tony's crazy, you know, like seeing yeah. it all right, like they they can't come to grips with the fact that one, I have a successful podcast, but it's more than that. I have a successful podcast because people are having these experiences and they're sharing them on my show. They, they still can't come to grips with the fact that this stuff actually happens. In fact, I was just at my sister's wedding in November and my cousin and I were talking and he and I, like, like we grew up like it's like brothers, you know, uh, and we, you know, as you get older, you lose contact, but we're talking and he's like, let me ask you a question. And I was like, yeah. And he said, you do your podcast and everything. And that's all great. He said, "But do you actually believe these people?" And I was like, "Bro, it would be so soul sucking to sit down multiple times a week with people to hear their stories if I don't even believe them, but pretending to believe them." You know, like I was like, "Yes, I believe them." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's but that's the attitude, you know. And so when you come forward to talk about this, you already feel self conscious about it, and you know it sounds like crazy town. Most people are going to say you're crazy. And so I want to I want to applaud you on reaching out to me and saying hey I'll talk to you because um it takes people like you to come forward and talk about this stuff for to 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 get anywhere or else we'd still be 20 years ago when it's just this this weird topic that people talk about that you know it's just it's you know nobody nobody believes it kind of thing uh, podcasting has allowed it to change the landscape for sure
2: it has man I mean like so, like I told you in the email, like, you know, I know lots of people have come forth before and, I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to make that big of a difference in anybody's opinion, but dude, like people need to know, like this, this is like, this is like not a joke. Like I know what I saw. My son was with me. Like he saw the same thing. We've talked about it a couple of times since then, but you know, he's 11. Like I don't want him to be scared to go to bed, you know? so. I you know, kinda tried to to bounce a couple of things off of him here and there, but he just kinda plays it off. I don't know if it's gonna wind up being like a repressed memory for him or what, but like if people don't realize like you can't be so narrow minded, you can't be closed minded. Like there there's something else to this life besides what we can hear and see. And like that people gotta realize that. And like your show gives people Like me, before I I knew about your show, I I was driving me nuts, dude. Like, I'm thinking I'm crazy. And I'm thinking, like, like, we're hallucinating. Did we see what we saw? And then I hear other people's stories, and I'm like, God, you know, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people that have seen or had the same experience I had. So it makes you feel better. Cause, like, I talked with my mother about this, not about dog man, but about the whole dream state and how i feel like i go somewhere else and do like my mother i love her to death and she's been my best friend since i've been an adult like we get along great but she acted like i was a nut job for saying what i said about you know feeling like i'm i'm somewhere else when i when i go to sleep so like you know when your mom makes you feel that way it's kind of hard to discuss it with anybody else or you know have the confidence to discuss it with anybody else yeah. So I, when I found your show, I was like, "Man, I I feel like I need to talk to him. Like, like uh, it would almost be like therapy, you know?"
0: Yeah. Well, Just I'm not. I'm it. not licensed. I'm not licensed. Everybody, okay? <laughs> 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 I'm not claiming to be a licensed counselor.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, man, Tony Merkel, the yeah. the counselor, the the encrypted counselor. There you go. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll
0: tell you what, do not be surprised if another podcast pops up around six months to a year from now called the Cryptid Counselor. <laughs> that says a nice ring to it. it. Yeah, like that's a nice <laughs> ring to somebody is gonna call a podcast Cryptid Counselor or Cryptid Counseling, something like that. I promise <laughs> you, you just coined something that's gonna be a future podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Oh man, it's copycat world.
0: Yeah. But indeed.
2: You know, like What's really, I don't know if you want me to go into this right now about like, uh, any kind of paranormal stuff or not. Well,
0: um, I'm looking at the time here and stuff and I know what we have in store here moving forward. Uh, you have the paranormal where you grew up in a, in a paranormal situation with the haunted house and you, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you had, you did have a Sasquatch encounter, right?
2: Yes. Yes. I did. About was that 12 years ago.
0: Okay. So it was before the dog, man. Uh, yep. Which is really interesting to dissect a little bit with the psychology of that going from a, a bigfoot encounter to, you know, this whole dogman thing, and I wanna I definitely want to get your insight as to what that mental transition was because you have this bigfoot encounter, and then the dogman thing—it's an encounter, but it's a little more complex than I was strolling through the woods and boop. It was scary, you know, like it, it is what it much more complex than that. Uh, and I, I want to shift into that, but I think we're, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to make it an overtime episode. Uh, and so before we start wrapping this section down, I don't want to move away from this topic yet, just yet, uh, because I did have in my notes that I wanted to ask you your thought, your son's pos- position on all this stuff. Uh, and you kind of just hit on that. You know, him being 11, was he 11 years old when this happened? Or was he 10 and now 11?
2: Uh, so that would, no, yeah, he was, he was 10 or 11. He was already 11. He won't turn 12 till February. Gotcha. February okay. 3rd. Yep.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so listen, I, I understand your hesitation with bringing it up cause you don't want to scare the heck out of him. I mean, that, that's, that's probably going to be the scariest thing he's ever going to go through in his entire life outside of maybe losing a loved one, you know? Uh, yeah. uh but I think it would be very beneficial for you to, as he gets older, just poke around the topic with him and, and, and just see if he remembers it. It, 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 it. There's a difference between remembering it and not wanting to talk about it and not remembering it and can't talk about it. Uh, just because I think, listen, you're 32, he's 11, he's going to be 20 soon. <laughs> you know how it works. He was a baby just yesterday. And so one day he's going to be old enough to talk about this stuff and you're not going to be an old man, you know, you're going to be in your early forties and you can have a a heart-to-heart man-to-man conversation with your son and and, and hash that stuff out. What did he see? What what was his experiences? And that's going to be therapeutic for you. Uh, And hopefully there is no future encounters for him or you. Uh, That said, your wife how does she view this whole thing? You mentioned about how your, your mom thinks you're kind of like loopy with your dreams and stuff. What's your wife feel about this whole experience that you've had with the dog, man?
2: She, at first thought I was nuts. I mean, she, she was like, you know, you're just, it's just a dream. Like whatever you're dreaming about, I have crazy dreams too. And I'm like, no, babe, like this is not a typical dream where, you're somewhere and you know, you're there, but it seems like it's somewhere else. Like this is like, this is more real than me and you sitting here talking. So she just kind of thought I was crazy. But then the night I had the dream about the dog man and with the scratches and everything, she started realizing like, like there's something, something going on. Like you don't, normal people don't just wake up from a dream, a good night's sleep. and have scratches and a hand mark on their their shoulder, you know? So she kind of took a step back and was like, you know, maybe there's something going on, but now we're to the point, that's why I wanted to ask you about the paranormal stuff, because there's, there's been a few things happen where she's, she's very, she's completely open-minded now to, there's something else going on. This is not the your average everyday dream or, uh, you know, there's, (laughs) there's a little more to it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that, you know what, that's, um, I'm glad that, that, uh, that we're going to talk about that because this, like I said earlier, the line is not a hard line anymore. In my book, it's very blurry. The transition between all these different types of topics, Uh, you see similarities amongst these different type of type of topics and stuff. Um, So, Let's let's start uh, the, the the transition, I guess, uh, into more of an overtime conversation. Uh, before before we get out of here, though, um, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's the ADHD man. Like golly, man. Like I knew I should have wrote it down. I knew I should have wrote it down. <laughs> I, think, I was like, no, nah, I'll remember because I'm going to say it in like. 20 seconds. I can't remember what I was just going to (laughs) say. Holy cow. Um, Well, okay. So (laughs) there's that. Uh, So you saw a dog, man. I, I could rehash the the last hour just to remember that one little silly question I was gonna ask you, but I think we'll just uh, we'll just wind it down, I guess. Um, so in, in this overtime, we're gonna talk about uh the more paranormal things and also I guess how it relates with your wife and the topic with dog man and how she kind of maybe her mindset is changing a little bit. Uh and we're also gonna talk about your Sasquatch encounter. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. That's what I want to ask you. Before we get out of here, though, uh listen. I drove from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to the Daniel Boone National Forest in Kentucky. It was like a ten-hour drive to hunt the Dog Man. You live in Tennessee, man, like two, three hours away from me. If I came out to you, would you be able to walk me to where you saw this thing?
2: Sure, absolutely.
0: That's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to yeah. ask. And, I, and I'm not saying we're going to turn this into a you know Expedition Dog Man Part Two not saying that maybe yeah. but probably not uh i just want to for my own curiosity, listen you're too close to me like there's people yeah i've driven further for people so uh right. if it's if you're okay with it i would love to come out and uh you know consider it part of my job this is what i do so like let's just go yeah. and, and and do it uh so if you're down i'm down um it, and we it might do- be a
2: little little different if it was the the place where the dog man thing happened like i i'm really dude, that was different you yeah, know like but with the, the Sasquatch, that one wasn't really... I mean, up until, until about that point in my life, that was the scariest thing that happened when I saw it. But, you know, it's been 12 years. I've, you know, come to terms with it. It didn't hurt me. It didn't even really notice me. So, I mean, yeah, I have no problem going back out there.
0: All right. So, I was referring to the dog man thing. So, you're not ready to go back there. Oh, if 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 you if you're not ready to go back there that's fine would you be able to at least find it on google maps give me the the coordinates so I could go to it uh, yeah absolutely
2: okay it, it, like maybe if you give me a give me a little time to process it a little Oh, bit I, I know been yeah. you know it's been like you know eight months now, but I, yeah we, I might I might do it if i was if I wasn't alone, I would feel better about it you know what i mean i just haven't gone i haven't gone back out there by myself, you know. I, I just and I don't want to take my son out there and he's the only one I would ever go out there with. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I I understand. Um listen, let it breathe. I, I wasn't saying we'd come out next week either. But listen, if you want to show okay. me where the, the Bigfoot thing happened too, like absolutely, I'm out there. Let's, like okay. if you want to do both, let's do both. If you don't want to do yeah. the Dogman thing, show me where the Bigfoot thing is. Give me the pin drop for the Dogman. I'll go find him myself, or not, the, the, not hopefully not Dogman, but find the location myself. I'm not looking for Dogman. I'm just looking for the location. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see if there's like a portal around there I can mark on the map and jump through later. So, <laughs> you know, I'm always portal hunting. Um, yeah, but, Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's fun. Uh, but all right, let's, let's wind this down and move into the overtime. I appreciate you joining me on this first segment here. I'm really excited about talking about all this other stuff. Uh, people listening right now, if you're a member, you know how to do this. Go to the website, log into your account, and you can listen to the overtime segment right now underneath the overtime tab. Or you can go on the Castos app and right underneath the uh, episode you're listening to right now, you can see the overtime episode. You can just hit play and continue listening. Uh, everybody else, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, and until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first, it'll piss you off. Bye.
1: Oh,